Hey everybody, I'm John, and this week on The Bottom Shelf, we're going to watch Battlefield Earth. Yay! Are you ready to discover a world of terrible movies? High above the planet Geekery, three brave individuals, with the help of other friends, work through a list of of terrible movies to discover one simple truth. Are they better than people think or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Grab your popcorn, grab your favorite snack and get ready to find out. You know, Despite the fact that I'm the one who made it, I really love that theme song. Just saying. It's a good theme song. I like it. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to The Bottom Shelf, the show where we watch critically awful films so you don't have to. The Bottom Shelf is an extension of Geek Devotions, a show from from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. So if you don't listen past this moment, know this. You are loved. You are cared for. And there is a plan and purpose for your life. That said, I am John, and with me we have Kevin, the Dapper Man. What is up, Kevin? How are you doing? I'm up. You're up. All right. I'm doing. <laughs> I'm glad we're being literal today. And with Kevin, we have my boss, your friend, Dallas. What's going on, guys? You told me I can't Glad to be back here. You told me I can't refer to you as my overlord anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> so I don't lord over you. I just make sure you don't do anything dumb. <laughs> Whatever. You're like a side lord. Like like. I wasn't doing anything my... over you. I should do more to the side of your helmet, sir. <laughs> just <laughs> he's a backseat driver. I just here to make it. sure you don't do anything crazy, like launch my taco machine back into hey, space. Again. I told you I'm buying a new one, so. All right, I'm waiting for well, it. it. This better freaking work if you buy a new one. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and introduce this film. Uh, who wants to do the film introduction for Battlefield Earth? How'd you knew I was holding in my hand? Was it that, f- you know, that much noticed? Okay. Well, anyways, yes, this movie that we are going to be watching and talking about and discussing and all kinds of other things. It's called Battlefield Earth. It was made in 2000. It's about two hours long. The director is Roger Christian. Definitely look up his IMDb and see his other movies he's directed, if you wish. It's also starring evil, laughing, non-dancing John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker's functioning right eye. <laughs> the budget is $73 million. Box office is $29.7 million. What the flip? <laughs> Hold, please, while we get ourselves back together. You got to warn a guy before you're just going to launch on a tirade like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest. Oh. <laughs> All right. From this point forward, Kevin, your job is to make an intro just like that every, every time. time. <laughs> I'm glad somebody laughed at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wasn't really joking, it was functioning. So. 
Um, this movie's actually based on science fiction. <laughs> just tell me why I can read this. Just, just go. Just go. Okay. So this movie's actually based on the science fiction novel Battlefield Earth, a saga of the year 3000 by cult leader and founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard. And the L stands for that cluster. He, this movie is only doing the first half of the novel. It never finished. <laughs> you almost made me spit orange soda all over my computer, dude. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I just saw you choking. I was like, wait a minute. Do I need to stop talking? <clears throat> so, yeah. They only did half of this movie because they... He's still looking for someone to do the sequel. <coughs> Maybe some man animal will help finish it. Uh, <laughs> let me let me see this, this thing. Oh, uh, there's a warning label on here. There's a warning. This movie has more potholes than Shreveport. Oh my goodness. There's a warning. <laughs> this movie is two hours of your life that you won't get back. I'm scared, guys. I think I'm having more fun with the intro than we are going with this movie we're about to watch. Oh, it, the intro was worth it for me. I All right, in a podcast. <laughs> so we are not being able to retrieve these two hours back once we use them up. No, nope. no, they're gone forever. Okay. Do we have enough oxygen to keep us lasting that long? Uh, I don't know. I just used a lot laughing just now. Mm, okay. Maybe we'll laugh throughout this movie. Maybe we won't. <sighs> I'm not. What do you think? I'm not expecting to like this at all. I'm. I, I've I've got my matches ready for the dumpster. Is all I'm saying. Have you seen this before? Uh, once. 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 Right mm. after it came out on VHS. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Not going to lie. I remember being random? a Hollywood video, and I don't think too many people check this movie out. Nope. Did it, they, did Dallas? I know you worked at Hollywood video, too. It, no, people avoided it. <laughs> huh. I was not working at Hollywood video when it came out, but I remember, like, generally at Hollywood, we'd have, like, a stock of one or two, or, or at least two copies of most movies. Yeah, just in and case it all rented out, then you give them a free copy, but there was no way to give a free copy of this out. <laughs> well, this was like, we only had one copy of it, and I never saw it get checked out ever. I oh, take that had- back. There was one person that checked it out, and it was to, they were writing a paper on it. And that was the only time I've ever seen that movie checked out. It was probably a comparison to the novel. I'm <laughs> probably. Um, so. I tried to check this movie out recently at the library. Oh. And I think I told you the story. The librarian told me, it's like, no, no, you don't want to watch, you don't watch this um, crap. Of course, crap wasn't the word she said. Right. And I was like, okay, well, what about Mars Attacks? Is something else? Oh, we don't have that. Um, Someone's already checked that out. I was like, crap. Well, how long has it been? It's been, it's been a month now. We're probably not going to get it back. It's like, okay. <laughs> so the Battlefield Earth, they didn't have, and she's like, you don't want to check it out. So now, apparently, I found it right here in this dumpster. So maybe that's where it went. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Let's just... <laughs> Let's just pop it in and see what we could find out of this film, right? All right. But John, you got any random trivia about it? Uh, yeah. And I do know that this was a passion project for uh, John Travolta, um, something he insisted on wanting to do. Um, 
Let's see here. Pulling up. The he was pretty adamant about making this film. He was. Like he was using what, like 10 or 12, 10 or 15 million dollars of his own money to put into this film to make it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was still he under budget. about it. Yeah. And that he was actually autographing the novels to help promote it. So, uh, there was that, and it was an enormous financial uh, loss uh, for all involved. Uh, really? Came in well mm-hmm. underneath what its movie budget was. Um, it was expected, <clears throat> it was actually expected to be a massive sci fi blockbuster because during the time period, those were the big things. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this thing com- took a bath entirely. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. So I guess it's on that happy note. I guess it's uh, time to watch this. Joy. All right. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. Okay. Oh, why? Why? Who did this? Who put this on the list? Uh, that'd be me. I I was the one who put it on there. <sighs> this is our job. <laughs> All right. I'm not getting paid, well, so I don't know how this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that brought the dumpster up. Oh my gosh. All right. So for those of you guys who don't know what we just watched, let me read the description of this film before we get into the spoiler free discussion. It's the year 3000 AD and earth is lost to the alien race. The cyclos humanity is enslaved by these gold thirsty tyrants who are unaware that their man animals are about to ignite the rebellion of a lifetime in a world. I think it was more entertaining than the actual film. In a world where man is an endangered species, <laughs> one man has the power. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the spoiler-free conversation about it. How about you? How then, about you start on that, Dallas? All right, I'll get. All right, I'll get started. So, it was an interesting film. Um, let's talk about what I liked about it with a non-spoiler-free uh, aspect. Um, <laughs> give me a second to ponder. And put my thoughts together about this. I am a fan of post-apocalyptic films as a general basis. I like the theorizing where, where would mankind be in the future and how we're combining technology and stuff like that. But also I love the I like have you guys seen those those um those pictures and those videos out there where they go into like these ghost towns and they see like you, you see a band in season or stuff like that? Those fascinate the mess out of me. So when they were envisioning the abandoned city or even the, um, the puppet golf place that they saw there, that was, that was interesting. That was interesting scenery to me was seeing these abandoned cities and, and the way that they, um, they made things just like they've been abandoned for a long time. I, I appreciated that. So that's my thing that I appreciated about the film. Um, John, what did you appreciate about the film? Uh, I appreciated how much it reminded me of Horizon Zero Dawn. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I was going the same thing. Like this is like horizon zero none, only not as good. So, I mean, if I were put it in a nutshell, yeah, this, this, this movie, there's, there's a lot of 
plot points that it hits in it that this is very much like Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. So for you gamers out there, that's a thing. <laughs> Kevin, let's hear what you have to say. That's okay. I mean, you got nothing else. It has green filters, green drinks, green lasers, and all the Dutch angles in every other minute that your heart desires. Um, it's oh, it, you know, I mean, oh, I'm trying to think of trying to think of words how I'm gonna put this together. Um, the film is fantastic and. How it can just take itself so serious with the most inane, ridiculous, stupid, idiotic, brain-numbing <laughs> scenes that goes beyond human comprehension? Okay, there it is. With that segue, tell us something you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, tell me one thing, calmly, not spoilish, you did not enjoy about the film. I did not enjoy myself sitting down watching this movie. (laughs) It took me five blessed days to get through this movie. Are you for real? I fell asleep the first three times. The second time I was watching bits and pieces and I'm like, I got to go to work. I got to do something. And then came back. It's like, I got to finish this. And I just fell asleep and conked out. And it's like, I I can't. I'm trying my best best to finish this film and every ounce of an iota that lied within inside of me was fighting myself to just watch the movie and i just tried i was jacked up on mountain dew and red bull i was trying okay and, and i mean i can't enjoy the, the, the costumes the costumes was horrible everything was horrible I didn't think the wow. costume was that bad until when I saw like his latex hands and his thumb sticking out. And I'm like, hey, this ain't even a proper latex. I'm trying to think what was good. Um, You're, I, I guess they had money to make something. I don't know. <laughs> John, tell me something you didn't like before we get You're into You're asking me like, hey, how does this piece of turd looks like? Does it look good from this angle? Or does it look good from this angle? Hey, let's do a Dutch angle of this and let's see if this makes it better. <laughs> Kevin is on fire today, ladies and gentlemen. John, tell me something you didn't like. I can, I can, I can give you two words, and it'll you know, screen wipes. You have to bleep them out. This is a family friendly show. No, no, I, I, I just said it. Kevin just decided to march well, over me, but screen wipes. Screen, yes, I, I've seen. I, I it, it kept screen wiping like it was. Babylon five. I mean, like the, <laughs> the production value that I was seeing the video production value, it, it literally was like a made for TV. It was like a sci-fi. It was like a movie for the sci-fi channel. It felt like it, it was like it, an extended it episode like of a, some sci-fi TV show. Did you watch Highlander yeah. from the nineties mm-hmm, mm-hmm, TV series? Mm-hmm. It felt like that the entire yes. time. From the color grade to the terrible wipes, even like the way they did some of the, the soundtrack. And this is one of my complaints about it was the soundtracking for it. The, the scoring was just terrible. I almost, I almost wanted to say that this movie might have been shot with a Sony handheld uh, home video recorder 
And they were just hitting, they were just hitting the screen wipe button on the camcorder when they were changing scenes. <laughs> it's probably all they can afford. I don't know how they could, they could afford more with how much money they have. Ke- oh my Kevin gosh. is just fuming in his video feed right now. I'm just, he is man. Kevin, I need you to calm down, bro. <laughs> breathe. Kevin, Kevin, breathe. What about you? <gasps> 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 okay. Well, I guess that's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, how about you? Uh, what was something that you disliked about this movie? Well, I, I, I kind of dipped into it already was the, um, the scoring of the film as a whole. And then the color grade, mm-hmm. um, you know, the day for night or night for day, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, the I forgot the technical term where you you try to make it look nighttime, but it's actually daytime when you're filming it. It's always a terrible thing. Like it never came out right when they tried doing it back in the '90s, where they would color grade things down, make it darker, put a blue filter over everything to go. Oh, it's nighttime. It never, ever, ever looked right. They used that same technique for when they were in the underneath the dome for the cyclos, because I was like, you know, their atmosphere would be able to breathe. Even with them trying to make a good excuse to use it, it doesn't work. And so just nothing about the film, color-wise or visuals, nothing of it worked at all during the entire film. Okay, we haven't hit spoilers yet, but I do want to ask this question because it it kind of taps into what you, you literally just got done saying. And it's a callback mm-hmm. to one of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Was the day for night in this movie better than it was in plan nine for outer from outer space only because they weren't trying to say it was nighttime. <laughs> That's the only reason like they, they, again, the, the excuse was we're using this terrible filter because we're under a special like dome that keeps out certain colors, but even the, it wasn't even accurate at times either. Like there were times where they're like, Oh yeah, we're, we're out here in the open and there's, there's uh, just, no, it was, it's I don't even have words anymore. Okay. Well, uh, Cyclones, what a stupid name. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and give our ratings and we'll flip over to spoilers. Uh, I think Kevin again has kind of projected his rating, but, uh, Kevin, how, how, how throw it in the fire? Okay. I'm not even letting you finish. That's we want to do throw in the fire. Okay. Fine. John, you want to do it? Throw in the fire. Fine. Fire, fire, fire. Wow. <laughs> I need you to calm down. Don't yell in the microphone. You can distort your voice. Uh, Dallas, uh, how, how, how do you feel? Uh, I am in the camp that this film has a lot of conversational pieces about it, but it, it needs to be thrown back in the dumpster, lit on fire, and just into the space with my taco machine. Come on, ask me. John, yeah. How do you feel? I three and this this is the reason why I've been so quiet about talking about this movie until now. Middle shelf. What? Middle shelf. What? Yep. You have to all right, without getting <laughs> can you justify that without getting into spoilers? Um you know, I went with Kevin's description at the end of plan nine from outer space. And I asked my, I walked away from this movie and I asked myself at the end of the movie, once I consumed the whole thing, was I entertained? 
And and after I turned my brain off and I stopped trying to take it seriously and I just watched it as a dumb action sci fi TV show, because that's the quality of entertainment that we're watching here. I was entertained by the end of it. No, no, there were points that it did not make sense. But if you don't think about it too hard, I was entertained. And you're telling me people, people, what what happened to me growing up who hate you in your life? You're telling me this? (laughs) This movie is more useless and pathetic than Stephen Hawking's legs. Okay. I I don't fall asleep. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. Wow. There's a line. (laughs) I fell asleep in this film. My wife couldn't handle this film. Like Kevin, Kevin slept for five days because of the film. Third time I try to say, you know what? Maybe that, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. I guess I was trying to follow what John was doing. It's like, you know what? Maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Maybe I'm taking this film too seriously. No, I couldn't even find it. I couldn't find nothing worth of entertainment in this entirety of the film. Like I gave us bottom shelf for um, plan nine. I didn't say jettison. I said bottom shelf because there are some historical mm-hmm. like um, like it's become a cult classic. There's things about it that people look to. They talk about it's the final appearance of of, of uh, Begolsi. Legosi. There's nothing. Re- Legosi. Thank you. There's nothing. There's nothing redeeming about this film for me at all. Like I fell asleep, but I see no values to this later. I. You know, I you were entertained. I, I I came into this and I knew that I was going to be alone in my perspective. You know, and I I walked into this expecting to hate it. Okay, like for real. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first time I watched it. I remember the first time that I watched this movie, and I thought it was a boring, vapid waste of time. The first time I saw it, coming back to it, I walked into it expecting to feel that way. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to clear the slate. I'm going to walk into it with a completely open mind and just watch it as it is without any pretext of it being a good movie or a bad movie and just watch it. Wow. And was you watching this like on the sofa? Like, would you like lean your head like this as you was watching it the entire time? I'm just curious. I'm pretty sure you were like, I'm just going to lean like this watching the movie. I s- and then switch angles like I'm going to sleep on the other side of the sofa now as I'm watching the movie. Well, I yeah. suddenly just understood the warning label that someone suggested on our on our Facebook because Kevin did that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I was I was partly laying on a sofa while I was watching this. I, I watched oh, okay. so- I, I watched it after after my band's concert yesterday and and I my back was a mm. little bit sore, so I had to be a little bit horizontal. When I was, was your eardrums blown after the concert too, and that you didn't have to hear most of it too? Shut up! <laughs> you know, it, I'll I'll take the, I'll take the abuse because I gave you a little bit of gruff about hating Mars Attacks, but yeah, man, I mean, this is this is above bottom shelf for me. I this is something I pr- I might even watch again. I gotta say, I'm I'm surprised by that rating. I went into smoking? this, I went into it thinking maybe bottom shelf. I, I remember watching this years ago and going, okay, like I'm remembering like it wasn't a great movie, but I don't remember it being just trash. And it it downgraded in my mind quite a bit. And I, so it's interesting that you went the opposite direction of me. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's just because I set the bar so low for this movie 
<laughs> that was the problem. Like I, I think my my bar was set in subterranean things, and so it seemed just by comparison for what I was expecting, it jumped the my bar so much that it it just I don't know. Maybe if I watched it a third time, it, I would be able to see it with the the fire that Kevin's putting out here. But I mean, right? This is the first time I've ever seen it, and I was just really hearing so yeah. I've never saw this movie before. I, like I said, I tried to check it out before and I tried to get it right. from a certain place and they didn't have it. So right. like, I was like, maybe this is a movie I'm just um, destined to never, ever see. And then here it is in this dumpster, which I'm about to light on fire. So it's okay. You know, two of us already seen yeah, fire. Two, two, the two of you said fire. I accept the judgment of the crew, you know, but if, right. if I'm just, I'm just being honest about how I felt about it by the, when it got over with, I, I respect that. I think it's interesting though. I came in going, eh, it's not, it won't be terrible. And it downgraded for me. For you, you're like, this is trash and upgraded for you. Kevin went in there blind and, and, and he wishes he remained blind. This is from the spawn of Satan. Okay? <laughs> I wouldn't go that this far, is but it's one, pretty bad. This is one of the worst moves I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Along with House 2, Man of the Hands of Fate, and the Avengers that was made in 1998. <laughs> This is that this is that bad. Like I've never seen a film that horrendous. Like I everyone kept telling me like it's so horrible. I was like, yeah, you're full of it because I've heard people tell me how a movie is so bad they can't take it. But there is those movies that they said to me. I was like, it's not as bad as you said it was. This one was just that bad. It was so right. mind numbing. Well, let's do this. Let's let's go into our spoiler section and then we will we will give rationally and calmly reasons why in the spoiler section why we liked it or didn't like it i think that call for rationality and calmness is lost on kevin i think we're gonna (laughs) i think we're gonna catch the fighting irish on this one i'll be calm i'll be calm i mean it it didn't win seven razzie awards for nothing (laughs) all right john take us into the next section ladies and gentlemen the spoiler section. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the spoiler section. So if you are like, I'm going to watch this film because I think John might have a good case for this. Stop this podcast now. Go watch it, then return. Um, that being said, let's get into this spoiler free or spoiler f- uh, full section. John, you're the odd man out. Yep. So I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to go? Do you want to go last? Or do you want to go first? I'll go first. I'm the I am the odd man out, and I'm gonna. I'll make. Yeah, go ahead. Go first. Go. Let's see all the things you have to say. And, how and here's it a, I'm I'm gonna be open. Here's one that we've rated this already as dumpster fire going out there. If you can change my mind, then this will be the first episode where we've where we've changed the our review. Um. So, give me give me your give me your spoiler filled case of why. Okay. Let me let me. Let me qualify everything I'm about to discuss here. Okay. Okay. The scripting of this movie is awful. (laughs) The acting in this movie is terrible. Uh, You know, the special effects in this movie are horrendous. I, I acknowledge that for all the same reasons that plan nine was a bad movie. This is a bad movie, but there was, you know, I'm watching it and, you know, on the same level, like 
watching watching a Bruce Campbell movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and not one of the good Bruce Campbell movies. <laughs> You're still entertained by it. They're 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 you know, John Travolta, say what you want about him. Did he do a good job in this movie? No. <laughs> But there is always something charming about John Travolta. And. You know, there there was there was just some interactions in this movie between John Travolta's character and Forrest Whitaker's character that, you know, I enjoyed just watching watching them try to betray each other repeatedly. Um. You know, and to the whole it, this, this movie is basically a giant prison escape movie. And, you know, if you if you can just shut your brain off and stop trying to appreciate, you know, and accept. Yes, everything is bad about this movie. But let's just watch it for the sake of the narrative and just watch it. You know, turn your brain off. Stop thinking. I enjoyed it, you know, and and I really and I think. And Kevin, you're partly to blame for this. I'm, I'm going to put this. <laughs> I'm going to put this out there because when I, because I, like I said, I went in. I was going into this movie thinking, okay, this thing is a burning dog turd in a diarrhea factory. <laughs> okay, I was going in with that mentality, and then you were joking around apparently in our in our Facebook chat saying, I enjoyed it. I'm like, well, if Kevin enjoyed it, cause I took you seriously, homie. I'm <laughs> like, too. I'm like, if Kevin enjoyed it, I'm going to go in this with an open mind. Maybe I didn't see it the way that I was supposed to. <laughs> the art of slagging, the art of slagging is no one that still doesn't understand it. So I went in it. I went into it looking for reasons to like it. And I enjoyed myself. you enjoy eating nails with your bagels? You know, you know, and like I said, I expected to be the odd man out on this one after I watched it. And I was like, you know, I, I was entertained. So, but you know, see, I was, ex- I was expecting to be all person out first watching it because I was already watching like, maybe this is not as bad. As everyone says it is. And I didn't read everybody else's. I just went, this is the first time I think I actually went, um, without reading any critic reading anybody's review at all. The only review I've ever known in my mind was one that Leonard, Leonard Malton did. And the one that Roger Ebert did. That's the only one I knew. And that was back when it first came out. I didn't know any, only ones I knew was everything that everybody else told me. And including, um, Celeste telling me, I'm not watching your reviews anymore. If you think this is good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is bad. Maybe I'll just keep this slagging thing going. <laughs> All right, I, I, and, and so, I'm pulling something up here because there's an actor in it, and I I don't remember his name off my off the cuff here. So I'm trying to. I know Forrest Whitaker actually came out and apologized for being in the movie and wished he never did it. I think like a couple of times. Um, Kim Coates in this movie, I enjoyed him. I think he did a good job. Was that the clean shaven white guy? It was Car. It was Carl. They were all clean shaven. I know. I mean, you think well, most of them were, except for like when you hit like fifty, and all of a sudden you become a massive beard on you. Yeah, it was Carlo. It was Carlo. So. I enjoyed him. I felt something when he ate it at the end. Um, 
I liked his character. And you know what? When they showed the cyclo home world and that guy showed up with the nuclear bomb and ignited their atmosphere, I felt mm-hmm. I felt a sense of excitement. Like, yes, you know. But like I said, that whole planet was radioactive. They never they never saw anything explode in their entire lives except for that one time with the radioactive planet. Well, they're 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 again. The plan was based around had an atmosphere that was normal to them. So no, they never had that happen. But all of a sudden, you just have a whole bunch of bombs, and one person hits it, and it's like okay, explosions happens. I'm not saying like I said. That's I like like I said <laughs> when I qualified this. When I qualified what I was saying, I said I know this was poorly written. I know right. that this was poorly acted. I know that the film quality and the production value is low, but I was entertained. Okay, then it's like Kevin, it's like, it's like eating frosting. It tastes good. There's nothing good in it. (laughs) I don't know what frosting you're talking about. What kind of frosting are you talking about? Like I can make frosting. That tastes good. If I get frosting from like a, the Duncan Hines or wherever it is itself. No, no. Like, like, I, like I said, it tastes good. I I enjoyed the process of consuming it, but there's nothing of value to it is what I'm saying. Sort of like the stuff. That was yogurt, bro. Not frosting. <laughs> you sure that was yogurt? Right. I'll, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play your game, bro. I know the stuff. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Tell going into spoiler stuff. What, what are your thoughts on the film using spoilers? Um, the people were stupid. The aliens were stupid. The parent blew up. The end. Boom. Done. <laughs> well, like, all right, let's, let's get into some of the stuff that why this was not a good film. John's conceded. It's not a good film. All right. So we're, we're not going to, we're not going to put that up there and get like, Oh no, John says this is a great film. He says it's a bad film and there's good reasons why. Like the, the introduction of characters was just sloppy as all get out. Like you have this random like montage of them, like, of them being enslaved and all sorts of stuff. You had this terrible scoring taking place. Like in the opening, in the, the first scene where they meet the yeah. cyclos and they, they, it, this just should be an action pack. Like, like you know, exciting. The very moment. beginning. And, the very beginning. The very and they beginning. Have this boring music take place. You're like, what is happening here? Like who scored this? Does anybody know? Who scored don't know, this? I don't film? care. A five year old with band camp, with band camp, <laughs> garage band. I mean, Garage pan. <laughs> when she when she comes up and says your father's dead, no, he doesn't say no. He doesn't say no. He just screams and throws his fist in the air, and the camera goes to slow motion, which is not even filmed in slow motion rate to actually have a smooth, smooth, slow motion. The scene of the film, <laughs> slow motion. Yeah, the the the, um, the film rate when you slow it down. Yeah, in order to, to have a smooth or go from sixty slow, to thirty. Thank you. They didn't even do that. They just used the regular and they just cut it down thinking that, that I, was, I knew right then it's like, oh no. And then it goes to the other scene where it's like, they're talking about the gods, the gods and you beware these demons and he, and he jumps in this most ridiculous overacting like he just went from zero to full freaking 1000. Like, have you seen the demons? Any of them? And he starts jumping around with like some stupid monkey throwing dirt in the air just psyching out. I'm like, why are you doing this? What's going on? You just like took acid or something before doing this. Why are you acting this way? Okay. And right. they just keep talking about all these things that just nothing's coherent. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Oh, absolutely. This was a poorly acted movie. I've, I've seen better acted. I've seen better acting at a junior high 
theater rehearsal. <laughs> no yes. doubt about it. Well, like, and just things didn't make sense. Like, like we have, it's been a thousand years apparently. And you know, like the humanity has disintegrated and they have no like understanding of basic things. But at the same time, there's like, Oh yeah, we know this, this and this about our society. And we, we speak perfect English and you're like, what? And then, okay. Why did they start some piece of start suddenly saying piece of cake? What happened there? Do we miss a scene? Thank you. They don't know what they're all like. They're like piece of cake, piece of cake. Like, where did that phrase come from? Like, seriously, those of you listening, is there a cut scene in the special edition Blu-ray somewhere out there that we're missing where they discover the, the, the phrase piece of cake? Dallas, when I buy this movie, I'll let you know. Please do. I don't know if this movie's available for Blu-ray. Is it? I think it was only on DVD. You know what? Uh, it's probably in the Criterion Collection, and you're going to be angry about it when it does. <laughs> the Criterion Collection. Yes, they're making a Criterion no. of this movie. No, that that would be that would be something like on um, what Severian Films or Vinegar Syndrome. They'll do something like that. Shout Factory. But like, like they're just things that don't line up. Like there, there are times where they talk perfectly, and then they're grunting like apes. <laughs> it's like. Well, at first, it took me a moment, like, what, what was going on? I was like, okay. After about, like, an hour and 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I get it. One speak, they're both speaking English for the audience, but one side is actually speaking alien because they needed a transition, but it was so poorly done. You know, who, you know what movie did it so much better? John Carter. This, have you ever seen that movie? I like that, that movie. movie made so much more sense when they were speaking, and it kept showing the one aliens doing subtitles, because then they'll shoot back the subtitles, like, okay, what are we supposed to understand from these aliens? Are they speaking their own alien language or what cyclone, whatever psycho? And they, then they go to English and then they go to subtitle and they go back and forth. I'm like, they can't make up their mind what, what they want to speak like. Uh, this movie is available on Blu-ray. Wow. How much is it? $20? Uh, $9.85. Oh, wow. That's a, that somebody's getting robbed in that deal. Yeah. But I mean, again, just things didn't work out. And then the costuming, you brought the costuming early, Kevin. Why, why are the cyclos dressed up like industrial goth kids? Why do they have rubber hands? Why are they walking around with four foot stilts that everyone can apparently see what they're doing? <laughs> see, I can understand if this movie was being bad intentionally or if there was, there was only one person who really had passion in this movie. Only one. And that was John Travolta. Yeah. Even the director wants to disown this movie. Everybody well, like, wants to disown this movie except for John Travolta. Like back to the costume. And he's still looking for he's still looking for someone to do a sequel for this. Yeah. Well, back to like the story about the the the, the suits and everything like that. John Fulta's character loses an entire freaking arm, and it just sort of drapes there. Like you're like, this is clearly like, oh. plastic. And he's like, oh, like I kept expecting him to go. It's only a flesh wound. Like I really expected that. His finger changed. It went from like five to four in a couple of scenes. You, if you know this, you looked at it like, wait a minute, his finger did just change throughout the entire movie. What, what's going on? Is it five or is it four? Shannon. Um, it's like Shannon Doherty's uh, floating eyeball. Just changes, <laughs> changes spots on where it is on her face. I, I think it would have been funny if someone was like, did you, add a, did you add an extra digit on there? It's like, oh yeah, I don't know what happened. What's the hump in your back? I had a hump? <laughs> Something. Something. Can, but, I, can I point this out? The, the ending, though, I want somebody to take the ending. And if you're listening out there, I need somebody to take the ending and overlay it. Like when, when she comes up and hugs him, I need somebody to overlay it with the Mentos Fresh commercial music. 
Because that's what it looked like. It looked like a Mentos commercial. Fresh goes better with Mentos freshness. <laughs> Fresh goes better with Mentos freshness full of life. <laughs> Mentos. Oh, him there? Mentos. The Cyclofighter. <laughs> Someone watches that's, a lot of television. That made it better. That just made the film better. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm uh, there. We go with that ending. I'm, I'm officially on board. That is one big Mentos commercial. Is this movie? <laughs> there, there's your fan theory for this for this movie. It's just, it's actually just a giant Mentos commercial. And they use green filters for green filters for no other reason but to use a green filter for whatever. They just like, oh, wait, this film needs a green filter, and then take it back off. Then put it back on. Then take it back off. Then put it back on. Then take it back off. Why? This the, the entire this film, like ninety eight percent of it, is on Dutch angle. The very few times when it's actually you can level it, you're like oh my gosh, thank you eyes, thank you so much. And it's like oh no, back to Dutch angle. Um, well, why did they had slaves for what a thousand years? They didn't understood what they said. They, they didn't know anything about them. They didn't know what their favorite food was. You didn't even know what they eat. Come on. You've been feeding them. You throw them out of the window, so that shows you their favorite food. They both sounded so stupid on both sides. Oh, by the way, that, that jail food, I looked it up what it was. That, they, that slop they ate them. Um, It was, what was it? Peas, potatoes, and lettuce greens. That was all smashed up. So, Irish cuisine. Um, I guess, yeah, kind of, kind of, but you know, it, it could use some salt and pepper, but yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Dallas? <laughs> just, that's a dirty, that's <laughs> just dirty. And it's looking, it's like, oh, they must like rat. It's like, you've been watching for a thousand years. You don't know what they eat. You don't know what they sound like. You're the that- dumbest slave owners on the planet. Oh my gosh. You don't there know anything about them. So and then he's like, hey, we want you to mine this perfectly shaped gold that doesn't uh, I've never seen gold shaped perfect like that from what Fort Knox that has no dust on it, whatever. And you're training them to do everything to fight against you. You give them a gun. Hey, I never saw him shoot anyone. Let's see if he shoots someone else again. It was legitimately just over the top the way they played out some of those scenes. Like Travolta was on another level and, and I don't know why, like, I don't know why he was so excited. He, he is a better actor than this. And well, he we already know why he was is. so excited for, Oh my goodness. I just, by the way, I looked up the, the guy who did the music. His name is Eli Camiral. C M I R A L. I apologize for, Oh, Smeral. That's how you pronounce it. Smeral. And, I, I'm not impressed with his filmography. He did, um, <laughs> he did Resident Evil Apocalypse. Not the he best did, one. Uh, huh? Not the best one. No, he did uh, Splinter, Pulse Two, Afterlife. Um, what else is here? Like really nothing big at all. And there's probably he did a movie called The Rats. That's interesting. It's called, um, it's called the rats. <laughs> he, he did do, he did work on, um, Nash bridges. So that's something in his corner. I enjoyed that show. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we want to add to this conversation? I don't think there's, because I feel like I, 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 I feel like we've just hit a point where 
Kevin's just going to rant. <laughs> well, because, be angry. you know, it's just nothing in this movie made sense that, you know, you, when you have, you're supposed to be the slave owner of a, of a planet and you have these people, these people you can't even call humans or man, you call man animals. Kevin, like, Kevin, wow, do you need a hug? No, you need a hug. What I need is a better movie. Do you need a hug, bro? No. I'll play the Mentos commercial music for you. <laughs> All right, let's. I'm over Altoids person. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let's head on over to the weak connections. Do you have one for us, Dallas? I got one. All right. This is a weak connection. Okay, so in this film, whether we liked it or not, um, <laughs> humanity had to grow, and. Uh, it really took humanity working together and challenging each other uh, in a variety of ways. You had the one main character who obviously he had the, the information beamed into his head, which where was that when I was in high school? That could have been really helpful for some of my math tests that I had. But then it took him teaching other people stuff. But even in that process of him teaching people who technically weren't as intelligent as him, <laughs> they challenged him and helped him to learn certain things also. Challenge him. And and so this is where uh, the kind of thing is we need people to lean in. We need to lean on each other. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. That is an essential aspect to, to life. We need people to encourage us, to challenge us, to help us see things differently. Great example right here in this podcast, right here in this podcast that we've been doing here now for four episodes, iron sharpening iron, Kevin has sharpened John and now John sees value in this terrible film. <laughs> so Kevin, thank you for sharpening John the way you have and teaching him to see movies the way that you see movies. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, that really it's, it's an essential aspect. Like we need each other. Like I need you guys to challenge me, to help me see things differently. We need each other to, we need to encourage each other. And for those of you listening, like you need people in your life. We live in a world of isolation where we, it's easy to isolate ourselves, especially in, in 2020 and 2021 at timeframe to isolate ourselves and not see people and, and not have them in our lives, but we need it. It's essential. Or we will end up like these, these individuals who are living out in the middle of the caves in this movie. And they, they just didn't know what was going on, even though they had strangely had technology function i'm not gonna get into that today but anyways <laughs> so many plot holes that couldn't walk so a my, day away to figure out what was beyond them <laughs> so this is that's my encouragement for you guys is to find people and let them challenge you and encourage you so that is my weak connection i got one i came up with it okay. right when you were saying that come on my weak connection comes from exodus 23 verse 12 Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest that your ox and your donkey may have rest and your son and your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. <laughs> Don't think that's what that means, but okay. Weak connection, bro. I see. It was. I like it though. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got anything, bro? Kevin? Nope. <laughs> Kev's like I'm not even trying. I, I am. I am literally. I am seeing literal hate fumes come off of heaven, Kevin, about this movie. <laughs> oh you're all my doomed gosh. in this movie, for whether you're a man, animal, a cyclone, the whatever it was that you went through the Library of Congress. Like, hey, look, this is a perfectly well functioning um, Declaration of Independence that has never chipped away, never dusted or anything. Just a little bit of dust, just brush off. Hate fumes. This is y'all of your 
this is all of your education right here. And it was like, Kevin's been drinking the hater. You know my education? Kevin's drinking the haterade. Oh, yeah, because Gator sucks. So is Gatorade. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> terrible. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you guys. What are your opinions on this film? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you with, with John? It's a terrible film, but it's a bottom shelf film. It's not as it doesn't no, no, need to be no, no. space. I said middle shelf. Middle shelf. Yeah. Well, I apologize. Oh, that's yeah. Even Stop raising that higher than it needs to be. Okay. All right. So let me know. Let us know. Is it middle shelf or or do you agree with Kevin and I? And it, it needs to go away for a long, long time. Leave comments on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the bottom shelf podcast. Uh, and let us know. Uh, don't forget to find all to, to share all this stuff out on social media. Um, and, and encourage people to check out our show. Um, maybe, maybe somebody will enjoy it and be sharpened by it. <laughs> Kevin, um, John, you guys have anything to add? Uh, always walk into a terrible movie with an open mind. You never know how much entertainment you can actually get out of it. There you go. I would say don't walk with open mind, but guard your heart and mind from all kinds of <laughs> evil and stupidity from stuff. Kevin had his, his uh, weak connection. Anyways. <laughs> I, so, um, well, that movie is still burning. You know what? I'm just going to throw some more fuel in there. There we go. A nice burn. <laughs> While that movie is still burning, there's a bunch more movies here in this dumpster. And Ooh, yeah. What are I'm we? Not sure if I, I'm not sure if I want to grab any more movies after this. You know, Kevin. Should we really grab some more movies? Kevin. Um, Oi. Uh, Dallas actually inspired an addition to the list while you were away between episodes. Wait, where this list came from? The list that we're working where? on. I thought these movies were coming from the dumpster. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, Are you throwing movies in the dumpster behind my back? No, it's we 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 had Glicks take a look down at the uh, dumpster, you know, just to see what could possibly be in store next, and we noticed Glicks find Legion. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> what is? <laughs> Kevin's walking off the spaceship, guys. <laughs> it's like it's it's like Kevin's about to, to blast himself out the airlock. Oh my gosh! All right, do we have an idea of what the next film is going to be? Well, I really thought right here in the bottom it was Street Fighter and Street Fighter Two. That's why I thought I'm here looking at, but oh, we're not doing Street Fighter or Street Fighter Two. No, I, I'm, we don't have a specific order. Or is, oh, we don't know. All right, you know what? That's all fine, dandy, and lovely, and so forth, but. I have these two movies right here. Okay. Now I have Crow and I have Dark Star. Crow? Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a okay. weird spelling. It's K-R-U-L-L. That was one of All that right. was one of uh what's his face's first movies, wasn't it? Liam Neeson's earliest movies. Oh. One of his first earliest movies. Yes, yes, yes. Back when he still had the accent. <laughs> he always has the accent. He just gets a little, a little more drier. All right. Well, I'm excited to check this out. Hey. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's see because I remember sprinting this a couple of times, and I remember um, other people telling me that it wasn't that great, but I just found it was actually fun, kind of like a Star Wars ripoff, mm. like it was. <laughs> well, I think let's 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 save that talk for the actual episode. Yeah. Oh. All let's, right. Well, until next time, from us here at the bottom shelf, uh, we've rated this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Battlefield Earth, a disputed throw it in the dumpster and launch it to space. 
and uh, join us next time as we cover Kroll. So uh, stay devoted, guys. Peace and love. Bye. Yeah. Peace and love. Yeah. <laughs>